Welcome back to a true side of crime, true siders. For anybody new, welcome. I'm your host, AJ. Thank you for joining me. We're going to cover the Zanesville incident today. But first, let's do a little cleanup. Don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to leave us a review. I know uh, Spotify does reviews now. So don't forget to give us that five stars. Don't forget to follow us on all our socials at A True Side of Crime. That's Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. We also have a Facebook group on YouTube. Anybody who's watching there, go subscribe that notification bell so you're notified every time we drop a new episode, which is every other weekend. Now, let's get into the Zanesville incident. Terry Thompson was born on the 21st of January, 1949. He was born and raised in Zanesville, Ohio. Zanesville is about 50 miles east of Columbus, Ohio. It's about an hour away. Uh, he was drafted to Vietnam. Exactly what year that happened, I'm not sure if I couldn't find any definite report. Before he left, he was in a relationship with his high school sweetheart, Marion Sharp, who he would eventually go on to marry after he returned from Zanesville in 1977. He was a helicopter gunner in the army. And if you're not sure what a helicopter gunner is, I know you've seen like military movies where you see the Black Hawk and it's a man on there with a machine gun. That's a helicopter gunner. That It was said that when he came back from the military, he seemed to seek risk and excitement, but he was also a little bit reckless. He would open a Harley Davidson shop and to show some of his recklessness, he literally had his shop vandalized, which is horrible, but he would wait for the vandal, wait for the vandal to come back. He would catch the vandal, attack him. When the vandal got away, he chased him down. Terry did eventually decide to sell his shop and he would become a trainer for animals. So Marion, she would go to college and she would become a school teacher in Zanesville, just a regular, simple job. Now, in 1977, the same year they got married, Terry and Marion would buy a lion cub and the lion's cub name was Simba, which is super adorable, but I will never own a lion's cub because I'm scared of wild animals. As Simba grew, Marion was said to pull back a little. He was getting a little too big. She was a little bit scared, but Terry didn't seem to be scared of this full size lion and Simba will only be the first of many wild not wild but of many exotic animals that the couple will purchase. Terry like I said would go on to be an animal trainer and he would do photo shoots with animals. For example there is a video showing him handing a little baby cat to Heidi Klum for a shoot. He also was on Rachel Ray in 2011 and he was the handler for a zoologist she had on her show which I don't know what her show has to do with zoologists, but what do I know? Slowly, the couple would buy more and more animals. In total, by the time this incident happened in 2012, they owned 56 exotic animals. That's just the exotic ones. They also had cattle and horses. Terry would be arrested multiple times for mistreatment and neglect of animals. I saw pictures of how some of the cages were. It was disgusting. And at some point, he had a gun seller's license. I only know this because in 2011, the police would have an informant tell them that Terry had been selling guns illegally because he told this informant at a bar that he had let his license expire 
five years previous to that, but he still was just selling guns. Why not just keep your license up to date? I don't understand that at all, but this would lead to Terry being arrested for illegally selling guns, and he will also be brought up on more charges for the conditions of his animal cages. Terry will spend much of the couple's money trying to defend himself against these charges, but eventually he would plead guilty to the gun charges and he was sentenced to 12 months and one day in jail. Now, while Terry was in jail, it was up to Marion to take care of all these animals. So she was had to take care of over 60 animals alone. And that was, it became a lot for her and she just got really, really worn out. So she would tell Terry while he was in jail that, you know, she was leaving the family home and she was going to pay caretakers to take care of the animals. That though would further deplete the couple's money and all they were living off of, I believe at this point is Marion's money as a teacher because obviously Terry couldn't do any of the work he was previously doing. Now, after getting out and coming home to an empty house, Terry would have a conversation with a friend about a rumor that Marion was unfaithful to him while he was in jail, which I guess is a sticky situation because she left him while he was in jail, but it's never clarified anywhere what this situation actually was but this only took place a couple days before this incident happened and Terry would tell his friend that he had a plan to figure out what was true and a few days later he would release his exotic animal he did not release the cattle or the horses so think about that as I'm telling you what's going on in this story because it sounded like he knew exactly what he was doing and he had a plan so on the afternoon of October 18th, 2012, what it seems because we don't have, you know, actual events because Terry was there by himself. There's no witnesses to it that Terry would get a bucket of chicken pieces and a pair of blue bolt cutters and he would toss the chicken pieces down the trellis. He walked and he would open and cut holes in all the exotic animal cages. Now, once he got to the end of where the cages were, Terry made like a circle of chicken pieces, sat down and he would shoot himself right there. Now, the Thompson's neighbor, Sam Kopchak, I think that's how he, uh, to say his name, if I'm saying his name wrong, I'm sorry, sir. Um, He was outside with a new horse he had just purchased and he said he noticed that Terry's horses were acting a little odd and when he looked over, he saw a bear and then he thought that was weird. He started kind of making his way back to his barn and he said he would feel eyes on him and he would see a lion watching him. He would see a lion watching him. And Sam would state that he got his horse back into the barn, but halfway there, he turned around and looked back and a lion was just still sitting there. Like it made no moves. It was just watching him. And he said that that fence that was up, that lion could have jumped easily. It was just like a small enclosure just to keep the horses from getting out. So he got his horse into the barn and he would call his mom to tell her to stay in the house and call 911. His mom would call 911 and tell the operator that there was a horse and a lion on the loose around the Thompson house. Now, at this point, they had no idea what was going on because this was not the first time that some of these exotic animals had gotten out around the area. This had happened before and police had to get involved and 
and animal control, all that good stuff. So as the police begin to go to this home, they slowly realize that it's more to that 911 call. It's not just two animals loose. A deputy would say that he got to Sam and his mom's house and knocked on their door and then a wolf would come at him. And the mom would say that she saw this deputy shoot this wolf just feet away from her because it was coming after the deputy. So some of the 911 operators were also concerned with the animals making it to Highway 70, which would be a really bad thing for the animals and all the cars. Because if you're braking for an animal, that's going to cause a pileup. If you don't brake for the animal, you're going to hit the animal, which is going to kill the animal. So the closer the animals would get to homes and to the highway, the sheriff was trying to make a decision about what he needed to do. Now, the dispatchers would call the zoo and they would talk to um, some veterinarians. The zoo down there was called the Wild. And the vet, I cannot remember that vet's name and I should have wrote it down, but I did not. She said that it would take 10 minutes for tranquilizers to kick in in these animals. It's not like the movies. It's not like you shoot the animal and the animal just fall out. That is not the way that happens. Remember that this is not the way that happens when you start to judge their next actions, okay? Now, where these animals were was about two miles from a school and residential area. So Sheriff Lutz had to make a really hard decision and he decided to tell his deputies that they needed to shoot to kill the animals because they did not want them hurting people. Um, it is reported that it was, it said a big cat was on a road and got hit by a car but from everything I gathered watching the documentaries that I watched and reading the articles it probably was a wolf because the only they only talk about them actually shooting one wolf but two wolves died so I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that other animal was not a big cat it was a wolf so some deputies get into a truck and they ride onto the Thompson property they're trying to find Terry they go through the house they can't find him they're trying to figure out what happened they had previously called him and nobody answered which is why they came to the house so they come out the house and one of the deputies said that he sees what he thinks is a body and it's a tiger dragging the body by its head and eating the body like which to me is probably why he put them chicken pieces around him because why else would he do that and then shoot himself outside after he opened the animal cages he probably wanted the animals to see him so at this point though they did not realize that he had taken his own life and they were kind of waiting for the tiger to get away from him and eventually they do make it over to him they see the gun in his hand they see the blue bolt cutters but the bolt cutters don't mean anything to them right now they think that these animals got out so they're slowly making their way in and one deputy is close slowly closing the fence the other one's bolting it and they get down through a few of these and then they realize that there are holes gaping holes cut into the sides of these cages so it's not like they can even close the animals back in their cages because there's gaping holes and the sheriff deputy says that he thinks about those bolt cutters then and he realizes this is all intentional so once they got to the last tiger the vet came and she said she measured out how much um, tranquilizer they should need to take down this tiger and she shoots the tiger she says at first she thinks that it's you know the tranquilizer actually 
helped and that the tiger is out. But then the tiger lunges at her and they have to take out that tiger too. And there's a clip of the sheriff talking about how many animals they had to kill. And they're, I'm going to have that clip inserted. But they ultimately, the amount of animals that would die would be 50. Two wolves, six black bears, two grizzlies, nine lions, eight lioness, one baboon, three mountain lions, 18 tigers. Oh, and there's a monkey that's on the loose. They can't find the monkey. And this monkey has herpes. They are able to restrain one monkey, two bears, and three leopards. They're, they just kind of didn't leave their cages. They just kind of chill where they were. They didn't want to be bothered. And they were initially taken to the Columbus Zoo. Later on, Marion would go get them and then bring them back from the zoo. she bring them back to Zanesville. And because of what Terry did, they changed the laws on exotic animal ownership in Ohio. As a private person, you can't just be owning exotic animals to the extent that he did. He owned 56 exotic animals. Like for what? And they called it an animal preserve. I think that's a little bit generous. It was like the videos that they show. It's not a preserve. He just had these animals in cages that weren't even suited for them. It's ridiculous. And they don't know why Terry did any of this, what his motives were. Some people say that it was to keep the animals from starving to death. Some people say it could have been revenge. The only thing we do know is that Terry was in severe debt and he had lost his wife and he was potentially being brought up on more charges. Like he took his own life and then he put all these other people in danger. That's the question. Why did you release 56 animals? That doesn't even make any sense. And why only the wild animals? Because like I said, he didn't release the cattle or the horses. None of that makes any sense at all. So where people got really upset is when pictures of the animals' bodies were shown. So the police went, they would gather all the bodies of the animals because they wanted to make sure that all the animals were accounted for and they didn't have, I don't know, a lion or a tiger or a wolf just roaming around this area where families live. So they gathered the animals and people took pictures and helicopters were over the top and the media just ate this up and put it all over and then people were super upset, threatening the police, calling them, saying horrible things. And the sheriff has even stated on more than one occasion that he felt really bad for having to do what he had to do and he felt really bad for the outcome. But you also have to understand that's a hard choice. Do you let these 50-something wild animals make their way to your town where there are children and elderly people and, and potentially kill people or do you take the lives of these animals? Were the animals doing what animals do? Yes. Nobody's saying that the animals were necessarily doing something wrong. But in this case, you have to think about the lives of living people. If those tigers started eating kids, what if it was your kid or your mom or your sister or your dad? So I remember when this happened because where I live, there's also a Zanesville. So I thought it was Zanesville in the state that I live in. And that Zanesville is very, very close to the city I live in. So that it scared me a little bit. I'm like, are there wild animals running around the city? But it wasn't. It was the one in Ohio, luckily, because I don't know what I did or how I felt. But tell me, what do y'all think? Do you think that the sheriff made the right decision? I know I believe that he did because I believe that he put, you know, the lives of these people who were just living their lives in this community over the bunch of animals. And if it was just one or two, I could say, yeah, y'all could definitely catch those animals. But I don't know how you catch 50 something animals and keep them from attacking people because exotic animals move swiftly. So let me know what you think. If you think 
think that they made the bad decision. You think that this situation could have been avoided. And that's the Zanesville incident. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to our YouTube channel and on your favorite podcast apps. It is a huge help for the show. It allows us to be seen a little bit more. Don't forget to share this episode if you liked it. Thank you so much for listening or for watching if you're on the YouTube version. Remember, continue to be the amazing people you always are. And please don't get murdered.